This is the Remembrancer vessel, Vox Castian, should be in dire need of assistance. Our ship has been attacked by unknown assailants who bear Imperial markings and clowns. Coordinates are as follows. 6, 9, 2, red. 1, 3, 8, red. 2, 1, 7, 4. Van Dragon Sector, Segmentium Tempestus. We are being attacked by unknown assailants. They bear Imperial markings. Please help us. We are remembrance of the vessel. We are a remembrance of the vessel. The Emperor protects. This message shall repeat. The Emperor protects. This message shall repeat. Welcome to the Galaxy in Flames podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the Galaxy in Flames podcast. I'm Steve Saunders, and your other host. I'm Simon Berman. Well, I don't know we're doing it that way. Yeah. That professional. Very professional. And I, uh, so professional. I hear you're uh, sponging some terrain. I, I am Simon. sponging terrain as we speak. Amazing. That's that's not a euphemism. I don't know what it would be a euphemism for, but it's a... Uh, well, if out, out of context, if you're like, uh, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting here sponging some terrain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's so you're like, okay, okay, that's a... Thanks for telling me that on Tinder or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, some buddies and I we have got this project been going on almost a year now. Uh, we are doing a gigantic Zone Mortalis board. Um, Ooh, okay. Do a little campaign play with. Um, I've got some Dark Angels I've been working on. My buddy uh, Lars is doing Night Lords, so we're going to have that kind of classic um, confrontation. And then our friend Max is doing Death Guard, and our friend Buford is going to be doing Space Wolves. But um, what we're doing is about a year ago I bought a set of MDF tiles from a guy in England and uh, the cool thing about that is that the are MDF tiles that are built um, as frames and underneath it are built in um, LED lights so all of them have under lighting um, like like a spaceship oh wow yeah That's it's awesome. pretty cool so I got I got enough tiles to do a six by four although somewhere else is mostly four by four but I figured at that point I might as well go the go the distance right um, and uh, I think I, of the 24 tiles, 20 of them are going to have red LEDs under them, and four will have blue, and those are going to be for kind of like the reactor room and stuff. Um, and this is all possible because my buddy Faulty, who is always wheeling and dealing, I mean, it was Andrew Bailey, if you're listening, um, for conversion kits for his crew, ended up with scads and scads of the uh, Gallo Dark Zone Mortalis terrain last year, the spaceship interiors, if you know, the kill team. Yeah, yeah. I got I like just looking at that. Yeah, I got four sets of that stuff, um, which is a huge amount. Um, so me and some friends, we got the tiles and we painted it all. I got like a dark blue, um, and I'm weathering it all using Dirty Downs aging sprays, which are like black magic. They're actually I think I don't know if you've heard me talk about this, but they make um, the Dirty Downs sprays are something for the hobby now. Were originally sold as um, or they're used as, as for prop masters. Um, in who make movies um, yes they, they get used in like high budget stuff like game of thrones and all kinds of crazy stuff um they, they have a, a whole bunch of these uh these sprays that you spray it on and then you um take a sea sponge which is what i've got in my hand right now and you dab them down to create like weathering effects and stuff and they kind of change colors as you as you remove them um 
you know, they, they have like weird like secondary tones. So they look like this dark brown kind of has like a nicotine look to it in some places, like like old Ooh, yellow nice. and stuff. Um, but we did all that. We're doing all of our basing to match it, so we've got a kind of guide that we're using for all that. But um, after almost a year, we are we're kind of getting into the final stages. Like you know, I, I parted out the the terrain to uh, the three other guys I'm doing this with, and everybody's kind of helping paint. So it would take it would. I'm doing a basic paint job on all this, but it would take forever for one person to paint it. Like it is, it is a tremendous amount of stuff, um, just the walls and bits and bobs and so forth. Um, but uh, Lars gave me his stuff back a couple weeks ago, so I am doing the. I took it down to the backyard because it was a rare, nice day in uh, Tacoma, Washington today. Um, so I sprayed it all down with the dirty down, let it set for a couple hours, and now I am just reactivating with water to dab it away and cover my hands in what I'm pretty sure is really, really powerful chemicals. Yeah. Uh, but we're getting there. I think I think we're going to hopefully start this campaign in probably midwinter um, once we get the rest of the terrain, but we're, we're in kind of the final stages, so that's kind of cool. We're going to do kind Fantastic. of a gonna... set of slow-grow, like, Zone Mortalis games. going to do some uh, midwinter minying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's what I'm up to as we speak right now. So if you hear weird noises out there, it's me sponging miniatures. Ooh, yeah. me likey. Yeah, <laughs> never, never, <laughs> never say that to me again. <laughs> Truly nightmarish. Uh, but uh, that's that's um, me right now. How about you, Steve? Oh, um, I I I don't have any miniature projects on the go. I've been making small films though, which will probably involve my Warhammer action figures. Um, just, uh, al although my, my younger son, uh, just picked up, um, the kill team box set with the Krieg Kriegsmen and the orcs. Yeah. And we're, we're going to be putting some of those together. And then, um, like, like that was like last weekend. He's like, I'm going to get this dad. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> and being the good dad I am, I bought him glue, but like, that's, you know, like, well, it's your money. And, sure. um, that set is a crazy it. value. I almost it, bought one a couple weeks ago myself. Well, he was really excited just for the terrain, right? Like, the terrain yeah. is really good. It's a really nice box set. Um, and I think, if I recall correctly, he also got a Black Templar guy. I can't remember nice. who he is. But he's, he's starting to, he's going to start Black Templars. He's, like, really, like, you know, he's got the, he's got Jakari. He's got, you know, his Thousand Sons army, which he's very proud of. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking old world, like what we're gonna get for that. And then, awesome. Yeah, and he's got like, yeah, he's just he, he's he's got a whole hog, just like I was at seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> in the minis, and um, but yeah, there's uh, and we we're both uh, speaking of kill team. We were both super excited about some of the announcements that were coming out, and yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about kill team actually, because uh, I am. I, I, so I avoided the first edition of Kill Team. I, I, I played a couple games and I just didn't like it. Um, right. There was something about the way wounds were determined in that game that I found like really sort of counterintuitive and weird. Um, They're pretty wonky. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't. I couldn't tell you what it was. It's been like five years, six years at this point. But I, I just didn't like it. Um, yeah. And I was like, if I'm going to play small scale GW games, I'm just going to stick with Necromunda because that's. You know, it, I know what it does. I like what it does, and that's fine. Um, but I hear the new edition is pretty fun, and I have not played it yet because um, we had a pandemic that kind of interrupted my gaming plans for a couple of years there. Uh, but I hear it's really good, and I am excited because the the new two-player box that's coming out sometime after the new year, I assume, 
uh, is going to be Space Marine Scouts versus Striking Scorpions, and the Striking yeah. Scorpions are going to be updated for the first time in, like, I don't know, 20 years? Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Eldari, Eldar players, uh, you know who you are, old people. You're excited, I bet, because you might have come in before your retirement. You're yeah, right. um, you know, I, I've been wanting to do Eldar since I was a kid, and it's only in the last couple of years that I felt like I could paint a Yoltan list or army to my to my liking. Um, yeah. And I've been only kind of trying to buy the new stuff as it gets released, or the things that clearly are going to be around for a little minute. For a minute, so I've got a, I got about a thousand points of painted Eldari, um, and I'm, I love the Aspect Warriors. I picked the old tanks. I, I want to have lots of Aspect Warriors. Um, so I've got, I've got Howling Banshees and uh, Dark Reapers so far, and a squad Ooh, of the New Guardians. Basically, the Combat Patrol and that Blood of the Phoenix box from a few years ago, which was like Jane's are the Howling Banshees and the Falcon, some jet bikes nice. and Viper and stuff. Um, and uh, I actually, I actually just finished painting my avatar. Uh, the new one's pretty sweet. Uh, nice. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this as an opportunity to get into uh, kill team for real this time with the striking scorpions because uh, my buddy Lars, much more, we're gonna split because he wants the space marine scouts for his raven card. So I'm stoked to check that out. I hear the game's much better now than it used to be. I, I looking at the, uh, looking at the the rules uh, in the book. Um, I like it better. It's, I mean. I'm not going to get, uh, we're not going to get like Rogue Trader or Mordheim or anything like that. But I do, I do, I do like the, the way the rules are. I mean, just the way they felt to me. Like I need to really dive into it and read it. Um, yeah. And, um, and play it. That's how I, best way I learn it. Um, it. It's funny you mentioned the, the Eldar um, because I remember I was never really into elves when I was younger. Um, mm -hmm. I thought they were dumb. That's why I, that's why I played Talislana, the, the role playing game. They, they <laughs> no, elves. no elves yeah and i just thought they were silly and everyone wanted to play elves all the time and yada yada and so i i um and in eldar and they're like space pirates and stuff and they weren't cool like mm -hmm. the ones the kill team ones that came out which look great i love those those corsairs. Corsairs are rad yeah yeah I, i'm probably gonna get those at some point and it, but like the aspect warriors when they launched were like 89 90 like uh-huh I was like, holy shit! Like it, like for once, I liked elves. You know, I was like, yeah. oh my god, these this is amazing. And like, yeah, the the, the dark reapers, um, and what was uh the melta guys, the, the fire dragons, the fire dragons, yeah, yeah. The fire dragons were like, I, I love melta guns. I can't get enough of them ever. And um, howling banshees, like actually, they all like, I could find like a love about them all. Even the striking mm -hmm. scorpions, which initially i was like yeah but i'm like wait a bunch of chainsword wielding like wielding space elves scorpion dudes yeah yeah scorpion dudes i'm in i'm yeah. in yeah so so um and then eldar just kind of you know didn't really then they became a lot more like um space fairies which is there's nothing wrong with fairies you know they're cool you know like i i, I like a lot of fairy stuff and i played fairy meat um wow and there's a there's yeah, a deep cut right there if anyone gets that listening then yeah. <laughs> i owe you a prize of some kind but like yeah you want to talk about a hole next to or oh, oh human occupied landfill yeah hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah. let's talk about this. stalking stalking the night fantastic i mean, we could do all like beer 13 we can go on with like obscure yeah <laughs> i don't want to take this over the edge though so right I, oh man that was yeah, that, right? oh, or on the edge yeah yeah dude or cult let's just start a cult, cult? um yeah but but like but like the 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 
Eldar, um, I, I, I'm not saying they're bad. Like, I, I have respect for Eldar players. You're playing an army that people like less than the Tau, it looks like. So, you know, like, I, I have respect for you. Um, um, I so love the you're, whole... You're like, aware that they're, like, the most popular, like, game in the... In, army in the competitive scene for, like, the last year, right? No, no, I'm not aware of that. Yeah, apparently Eldar are, like, hideously broken in 10th edition 40k. Oh, that's um, why they're popular. Okay, they're not yes, popular because they are, they're they are, cool. They are shockingly popular right now. Oh. I think Eldar, I think everyone's always liked the Eldar, though. I can't, I can't think of the Eldar as being unpopular. Well, I mean, in my experience, like, you know, maybe I just got a, a different take from different people. Like, it was always Dark Eldar were far cooler because they're Hellraiser space elves. But, like, you know, um, and, and yeah, I haven't really been in, like, the competitive scene since high school so i you know like i i don't know so i'll, I'll i'm gonna trust you on that um it could be a local thing too because i never see people playing eldar around here uh, i mean so i don't i don't go to a lot of game shops and stuff i'm, I'm just yeah. talking from online but yeah I, th I think eldar are pretty pretty well represented army and historically have been i think i wouldn't i can't say i think they've been less popular so, than tau well, well so with that in mind how come the eldar don't get new models i mean it's like it's, it's very i mean like um, so I, I have a theory about that oh um, okay, okay i think i think that a lot of choices about which which armies get made has to do with accessibility um mm. and i think you know space brains they're the most accessible in terms of both um the lore and the painting whereas elder are yeah. kind of a more difficult army to paint um they're kind of low model counts they're not going to sell a whole lot of models so i, I think it's more of just a, a pure um production thing in a lot of ways than it is um they don't sell because you see yeah, if you, if, yeah i go to a convention i see tons and tons of elder armies you know that's that's always been true even when they weren't as overpowered as they apparently are right now like they've done two major um, like rules erratas to tone them down this edition. <laughs> it's funny because people are like, "Oh, you're playing Elder Slime," and I'm like, "I uh, managed to pick up all the Elder stuff that is like the worst stuff in the Codex for the most part." So uh, I am not experiencing the same uh, Elder overpoweredness as anybody else, but they're still very good. So it tells me something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't see myself building an Eldar army myself, but like, I, I, I do. I will get a kill team because that's right. That's the beauty of kill team. Yeah, sure. I'm glad they overhauled the rules because you can, you, you know, in the old days, like like Rogue Trader era, that's what you would basically do is have like little groupings. You'd buy like a bunch of space orc pirates, and then you go, yeah. well, I'm gonna try out some space marines. You'd have like a smattering of blister packs of space marines, or maybe you got the plastic kit. Thirty. What was that? How many was that? Thirty space marines. It was a lot. Or maybe you got the Imperial Guard guys that look like troubleshooters from Paranoia. And, uh -huh. then, and then you, you know, like, and that was like 30 guys. And then you, you know, like, and you'd have this smattering of dudes and dudettes. You would just have all these people and Damonettes, you know, like all kinds of stuff. And, 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 and you would just make it, you just have your rogue trader stuff. And then, um, uh, like, like kill team to me captures that also Mordheim, which to me is the best miniatures game ever created. So guys, my clever run in a Mordheim campaign, actually. You said they got some really, really beautiful terrain. Nice, nice. Mordheim yeah, is great. So is Necromunda. Yeah, like you know, and, and, and Necromunda's rad. And I just, I, I, I just think you know, I mean, Kill Team's been around for a while, and I, I think it's just a really great way to get into the hobby too. Because all you need is like, yeah. like one kit. You know, you're good. it's very digestible. Yeah. And um, but. The big kill team news I'm super excited about. I'm sure uh -huh. there are other kill team news, but of course the Night Lords. Yeah. The Night Lords set. I'm totally getting that. I, I promised Nicole that I wouldn't um, just let it sit in the box and I'll actually assemble them and paint them. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you won't. <laughs> and the cat looked at me, too. It's like, you know... They're both just like, yeah. They're both looking at me like, yeah, you won't, Dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> Azrael's like the... He's this big fluff ball being like, nah, nah, you're not going to do it. And, um... But, like, I'm, 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 I'm excited about some... Night Lord action. I don't know if yeah. they could be used. They, it looked like they'd be kind of used in heresy, like kind of end of heresy Night Lords. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could work it in there. Um, I mean, I think there's lots of cool bits you could certainly use for to like dress up your your heresy Night Lords. I think they're a little overly chaosed out, even for late era, era yeah, heresy. I mean, obviously, it's it's your game. Do what you want with it, right? Like at the siege, yeah. you just like find a reason for a bunch of super chaos. Night Lords, but I think by and large, the Night Lords kind of stayed as just renegades for a really long time, even after the Heresy. That's correct. And and the Night Lords that I like playing, um, I might get like the shoulder pads or whatever for my standard Space Marines uh, that I pick up and just convert into Night Lords. But they're they're you know they're 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 in my opinion like there's like they're almost like half and a half like what's left of the Night Lords. Yeah, half of them are mercenaries and renegades and the other half are chaos eve in some form or another um that's the appeal of the night lords they're the most evil space marine legion but they didn't go full chaos you know yeah they were they were too hardcore for that they're too they're too cool for chaos yeah too cool they're a bunch of gods man. Just too <laughs> I, don't, cool I, don't, I don't i don't need a blood god telling me to murder people i do that on my own yeah, they put on their fucking power fluvogs and you yeah. know, and they tease out their hair, and they they speak their weird Dracula language, and they just you know, and they have a bunch of like skulls with fangs on them, and they go out. Yeah, and they, they just have a good time. There's you know, guys being dudes. That's right, just guys being dudes, just guys just being va- vampire dudes in space. You know, it's goth dudes. They're just the goths or emo <laughs> for the younger kids out there. Um, Back in the old days, emo was a form of punk rock, like the Descendants. Um, that changed. <laughs> a little bit of lore. Yeah. yeah. So, um, hmm. And speaking of armor and stuff, how about that Horus Heresy assault assault guys? Yeah. You know, so they, they we saw the renders of those dudes back months ago. Uh, yeah. But no, now we were fucking our Mark Six. Assault Space Marines, so they got their jump packs and their chain swords, and they are pretty sweet. So excited for that! Um, yep. I have I have a minor gripe with it, um, just that I, I guess they don't really they don't really build the spoiler units very well mm. because the uh, the way the backpacks are sculpted, the jetpacks are sculpted for these dudes, the jump packs are sculpted for these dudes. Um, the backs of the models, like the torsos, line up differently, so you couldn't just swap in normal. Um, Space Marine backpacks, if you wanted to, they'd look weird if you did that. Um, um, that's, so. that's too bad, in case you want to swap the back. Like, I, I was thinking about putting some of those uh, on my Mark III guys, Mark III and Yeah, four. that's not really going to work. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they do a Mark III box set down the road, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope so. Just like, because, you know, they, they did that for, for the standard ones. But um, no promises on that, for sure. So it's, it's sort of annoying, because... You know, I want some jump pack dudes for my Sons of Horus, but you know what I actually really want is I want a bunch of Despoilers. I want to run, be able to run Inductii out of um, Siege of Chthonia and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if I was going to do that using all GW official parts, a unit of 20 guys would cost me like 400 bucks. Because I'd have to get the resin upgrades and stuff, so... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's... I'm not doing that. Oh, so I'll be <laughs> using some GW official parts and then perhaps looking further afield... Uh, <laughs> 
for uh, some of the bits because I, I I can't justify spending that kind of money. Well, no, I mean like it's I mean like like for on my end for like say for Heresy Night Lords, um, even during the Heresy, the the um, Night Lords were basically assembling their kits from like this this salvage. I mean. Basically, yeah. I want to be able to use a 40k kill team as well. So, like, the Night Lords are, like, ramshackle. Like, that's, you know, the ones you see in the kill team box. Those those guys are, like, the straight-up, like, goth rock stars with a, with a budget yeah. and record label. Yeah. The, the, usual, the usual Night Lords are, like, putting, like, a Mark VI arm on a Mark III torso, you know? Like, right. And I always worry about the scaling because I don't want, like, a huge arm <laughs> on, like, a tiny torso. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're scaling everything up. It looks like so. Um, it's uh, you know, or if I want to mix in some Primaris with you know, Primaris Mark Ten armor with because uh, the Night Lords would totally do that. They would like just totally salvage, yeah, sure, cannibalize a, a, a Primaris Marine's armor. That's what they do. That um, gives them a personality. So like, yeah. So I'm worried about all that, but I guess I'll do a lot of cutting and converting. Yeah. That's cool though, um, but yeah. So I, I we got the those Mark Three kits coming out. That's definitely cool. Um, Mark Six. I mean, I think sometimes it opens up a lot of the game. You yes. know, there are there are certain armies that really need stuff like that, like world um, world eaters, blood angels, etc. So I think it's I think we're gonna see a lot more diversity in the gameplay um, in the next few months. I guess those are gonna be coming out. I think before the end of the year, so we should be seeing them soon. Uh, it makes sense to make it a Christmas purchase. Yeah, like yeah, holidays purchase. If you're... Like me, not really a Christmas guy, but like, yeah. So, the it, it, the holiday season, like, why wouldn't you put that out by early to mid December? Um, but it's Games Workshop, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> It'll be an Easter game. So there, there was that this past weekend. Um, the other, of course, big news is that Legions Imperialis is actually finally almost here. Yay! I'm pretty when- stoked. Did they did they put a date out for that? Yeah, pre-orders were this past Saturday, uh, which I will talk about in a moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, general release is December second for the first wave. Good Christmas season, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So a week from Saturday. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's four months late, but uh, here we are. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's late, but they had that that some kind of cock up or something like that where they had to re redo everything. Yeah, whatever that was. But uh, yeah, yeah, games here. I'm. I, it was not wrong. <laughs> it's never Rommel. It's never oh. Rommel. Rommel. Yeah, that was. Uh, I am. I am pretty stoked. Although I admit I was pretty salty about the uh, the pre order on Saturday, um, due to their new website. Oh man, the new website. Have we talked about that yet? No, we have not because we haven't. It's only like three weeks old. Um, oh, that's right, right? We didn't talk about it last time. I yeah, we 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 actually we pushed it. If you're listening to this, we're. we're there's such a big gap between our October right. and November podcast because we pushed it back so we'd be able to talk about um, all the re- release, all the previews right. this past weekend. Oh. But, uh, yeah, no, new website for GW, and, you know, I, it sucks. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, you know, I really I really try not to, like, just bag on game companies and stuff because mm-hmm. it's so easy and, like, you know, these things are really challenging. Um, but it is such a big step backwards. And you know, I've 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 been on the other side with like website upgrades that are not great for gaming companies. Like I've I've lived yes. it. Um, but I think it's it's a pity here because the OGW site, it was not particularly sexy, but it was very easy to navigate. 
Um, it was very easy to like find what you were looking for, and the, the carts and stuff just worked, and that was not the case uh, for me on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I actually was, I mean, initially, of course, it launches the groups that I apparently, I am like a dark Eldar slave, a Drukhari slave, because obviously I like being tortured for eternity because uh -huh. I belong to uh, several Warhammer Facebook groups and which is just torture, except for Titan yeah. Traders, love to them. Um, but like, oh, it's really good. It's really good. It's basically yeah. like the opposite of Imperium of Man in the sense yeah. that like it's a very nice community, very funny and uh, very inclusive and, you know, uh, very queer friendly. Like I'm down. I'm that's that's my that's my jam. I don't really want to watch people's weird fascist fellatio going on. So. The, 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 not that everyone in Imperial Man is bad. I'm not trying to like bag on everybody. No, most people are fine. I mean, there's certainly a, a certain uh, segment of the uh, you know internet cosplaying as Inquisitors for some reason. <laughs> they look cool, yeah. So, but like maybe they're really into industrial music. I don't know. And and but the but the the, the main thing is like um, it's just a lot of griping, a lot of convetching that goes on. And I so I saw the I saw the convetching and I'm like, okay, everyone's convetching, fine and all that whining um and then i went to the site like and i was like it's not so bad and then i went and actually took a close look for some stuff and i me no likey like i i i i'm like this is a multi-million dollar company and they've made a worse website than i could create and do note that i am not a website designer <laughs> So yeah, I was I mean, shocked how terrible it is. I think it's I think it's I think it's optimized. I use that with air quotes for phones and mobile devices, which I you know I guess. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, it, it delivered to me the hands down worst online shopping experience I've had you know in a decade. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, and and like you know it launched and I was like, well, I'm not it, like three weeks ago, and I was like, I don't think I love this, but I I'm not, I haven't used it yet. So I'm going to reserve judgment until I've actually you know to make yeah. a purchase. Um, so, you know, they had the, the queue. The queue was fine. Um, you know, I think yeah. I spent 25, 30 minutes in the queue. Um, no complaints there. The queue worked. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't mind that in theory. My problem was that when I finally got into the web store, I filled my cart. And um, what happened was I went and I go to checkout and I get this weird error, like order processing error. Right, and I'm like, oh, did my did my card not work? So I go back and do it again. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Checking, it still doesn't work. I try. Like, all right, well, I'll try a different card. Same error. I'm like, okay, well, I know I'm not actually, you know, poor, so it's not a problem with my card. So through through a series of like um, <laughs> like deduction, I realize that what's happening is that certain items are selling out, but they're not updating in my cart. The cart's not telling me what's sold out. And when I go look at the product pages, they're not updating in a timely fashion. So I don't actually know what's sold out and what isn't until I go back and, like, clear my cookies and, like, refresh the website. And, of course, by that time, more stuff is sold out. So after spending 30 minutes or so in the queue and 25 or 30 more minutes, like, trying to sort out my cart, everything I wanted was sold out except for a set of the tiles. <laughs> Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's, so that's it's not the end of the world. Like, um, I, I ordered my, my box set through my local gaming shop, um, so I'll be getting that. That's you know, I, 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 I plan to do that in the first place. Um, so I will be getting that, and that's, you know, that's the important part. And the tiles are important, too, because, you know, having lived through the Zone Mortalis tiles for Necromunda, um, and, you know, how, how, shoddy, how spotty it was to get those for a while, I've got all the tiles I need for my table. 
Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm bummed that I didn't get the ruins because those are another web only. I'm hoping those won't be sold out for too long. Um, and uh, my buddy uh, Lars actually got me a set of the cards for my birthday. Um, so I actually ended up kind of right. saving a little bit of cash that way, which was cool. But, um, you know, uh, it was pretty disappointing because like, I was in the thing ready to spend a lot of money and then I didn't. Oh, and man. It's, it's not really like the whales. They're not going to be like it, it's no it's no loss for them, right? Because like they sold all that product to somebody else. Um, but it was well, it was frustrating. If I if I was going if I if I was going what I call these uh, for myself whaling missions where I'm I I'm loaded and I need to go I need I need to spend five hundred dollars on something that's not a synthesizer or rent or whatever. Um, I would have lost my mind because our local GW, it's reopening, but it, it, it had to move locations. It's been closed for three months or something like that. Yeah. And that would force me to go to one of three awesome stores. So shout out to, you know, everything games, Gauntlet Games and PC Shaver. And um, but I don't know if they're going to have it, you know, and they're super awesome stores, but they're third party stores. Yeah, and so yeah. you, And so I would have like lost my fucking mind. Also, I just don't want to go anywhere, you know, like sure. Like I, 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 and so like, I would have, I would have probably had like some kind of like internal meltdown. Like I can't <laughs> spend all my money, and I would have spent it on a synthesizer. You see, <laughs> and I would never spend money on Games Workshop. But like, um, I also want to say that like I'm sure there was a team that worked really hard on that website. It looks cool, like it looks, it's slick. Um, so I'm not trying to denigrate them or anyone that worked hard on this. It's just, it's just needs to be improved massively. There's, a, there's a lot of weird friction in how you make a purchase yeah. on that website right now. I think a lot of it is probably geared towards like new players. Um, yeah, you know, but, but there's a lot of like weird like like there's a guy in a gray sweatshirt that you see a lot. I'm like I don't I don't want to, why why aren't I, why aren't I looking at like a cool ass like space marine or something? But well, they, they they want to make it look like well it's it's, it's twofold too like they, they like you're seeing a guy in a gray sweatshirt or whatever. Or maybe a woman in a gray sweatshirt. I don't know. No, it's, it's a man in a gray sweatshirt. It's always a man in a gray sweatshirt. <laughs> I spent a lot of time looking at him this weekend. I thought I didn't know he was the only one. And 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 sure, that represents like, oh, it's for everybody. But think about like all the Warhammer players, you know. And some guys are, you know, some folks, uh, you know, are polo shirt people. I'm sure there's people that wear tube tops to gaming sessions, and there's some people that wear like, you know, hoodies and stuff like that. But a lot of Warhammer players also look, you know, like they depth out of a mosh pit you know what i mean like and, and and so this weird gray sweater guy represents the community which is like just make it a space marine okay like we, we don't need to see the players i know they want to bring in new players and stuff um and i get that and they want to be welcoming but like but the vast majority of people that buy uh games workshop products or warhammer they're probably just going to be banned fully to warhammer um are us like you know like the the people that already play it and stuff you want to get new blood in there i'm all for that i i welcome new players and i i want them to be playing but also you you're when 95 percent of your demo are basically people who spend their rent on tiny plastic spacemen's um and they've already planned for it you know they're like i'm eating ramen this month because they got to get <laughs> a new, new kill team box set um, like that's 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 their that's their demo. Um, that's why the old site worked. I mean, I, I don't remember anybody new to the hobby going, man, that site sucks. They're just like, okay, because it was really easy to like yeah. so easy to navigate. You saw it right there, like, oh, I go to the Warhammer Forty Thousand thing, and then look, oh, there's like Space Marines or Imperium and Armies of the Imperium. 
click on that and all the drop downs. Sucked on a phone, I will say that, but you could still navigate it. I spent many times on set on my phone looking at Warhammer miniatures on Games Workshop. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, hopefully they fix it. I, I hope they. I hope they know they need to fix it. My, my biggest issue is with the web store and, and the cart, right? Like not not telling me like what was sold out and then like essentially losing product over and over because I like, things were selling out that I couldn't see and I had to go check. That you know it annoyed me. Um, yeah, but uh, you know whatever. Well, there, there he is, uh, the guy in the gray sweatshirt. I told you <laughs> all the drab sweatshirt. Yeah, they got they got the guy in the gray sweatshirt. Dreams. And then they got oh. like some stuff like welcome to Warhammer. I'm like cool. Yeah. Um, I'm know about Warhammer. Oh, and they got they. Got, I mean, I will give them props for having uh, diversity. They got yeah, women. No, they got not white people, which is nice. Thank That's you. That's all fantastic for sure. That is fantastic. Oh. And they got some group shots and stuff. But like, it's like they're trying to sell us on this. I, I think they should have a, a landing page. It's like new to Warhammer. Click on that, and then they give you yeah, all this. Probably. Stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I get it. Like to a certain degree, you know, I, I know the bulk of their their sales come from people buying new armies, right? You know, they they don't. You don't make much money off somebody who's just adding stuff to their previous army, um, or at least not as not as um, significantly. So I, I understand the, the need to embrace new players and, and yeah, but, uh, yeah. Their their landing page is like, "Welcome to Warhammer. Collect, build, paint, play, read. Your new hobby awaits." I'm like, "Oh, I'm back in 1987. Cool." And yeah. it's it, it. I mean, which is cool. Like I said, for new people, this is great. It's it's very friendly, very welcoming. Um, I do think they rebranded to Warhammer instead of Games Workshop. They're probably going to fully brand a Warhammer. Oh, yeah. Um, they've been doing it for years. People seem surprised by this. I'm like, you know, they're calling it the Warhammer store. Um, yeah, that's been, that's been, that role has been in progress for, what, five years now? So that's fine it's, with me. I, who cares? But you, you know what this means? It means that the TV show is happening because they, they are fully vested in this because they look like they're preparing for having an established foundation for when that TV show hits. Yeah, and like sure several million people are like, "What the fuck is Warhammer?" Yeah, <laughs> and that's what they're hoping for, and they're all going to come screaming to the hobby. I bet we'll be, I bet in a couple of years we'll probably start seeing our first like kill pre-painted kill teams. I know you've shot that down before, but I'm I'm telling you, they're probably going to go in that direction at some point. So, um, for for some of it, you know, for like beginners and stuff like you know, like with the uh, quick assemble kits that they did. Mm-hmm. Those, those click together guys you get like three Nurgle dudes and you know you click them together that's pretty good beginner stuff um, yeah I just think they're preparing for like a, an onslaught of yeah. pop culture yeah no, that all checks out we interrupt this transmission for a much needed ad break the Galaxy and Flames podcast is brought to you in part by the Brush Builders Union the Brush Builders Union is a community of like-minded miniatures painters encouraging one another in their craft the Brush Builders Union gives you monthly support and encouragement to become the miniatures painter you want to be Take the Union Pledge today at BrushWildersUnion.com. Now back to the transmission. Death to the false emperor. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was my Saturday morning. I was kind of, kind of annoyed. I suppose I'll probably, probably live with it. I probably, you know, won't do anything tragic. Oh. But, uh. <laughs> He'll be okay, folks. He'll be okay. Yeah, I'll be okay. You know, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. I was just because I've been waiting for that that stuff for a while. You know, and, and uh, yeah, irritating. But yeah, you know, I will I will say a big shout out to uh, my man Doug, who uh, owns and runs Terra Crooks Games here in Tacoma, and nice. uh, he's got a two, he's got one of the new starters waiting for me when it comes out. So uh, you know, he, Doug definitely saved the day. Well, I ordered it before that happened, but he you know, we'll say he's saving the day. Doug's a good dude. And, nice. Uh, I uh, why. Well, I, I, 
Doug, you're a good dude. Like I was going to say, like, I do love our local games workshop guy, Ryan, and he's awesome. He's, he's bud. Uh, but thir- sometimes the, the third party stores, they also, we're really lucky here in Victoria. We've got like four primary stores that sell. Yeah. And they're all like very friendly, very knowledgeable. And um, yeah, so we're, we're spoiled That's here. Cool. Yeah. And it's good that you have one too. My local games workshop store is great too. Uh, the guy Steve runs that really nice dude. Uh, Good name. The the most helpful, knowledgeable, and competent games workshop store employee I think I've ever met. Nice, nice. You know, and he's, he he runs a very welcoming shop. Um, you know, he's he's great to deal with. My girlfriend has gone and bought some stuff from him before for me, and you know, she had a great experience with that, which has not always been the case with other games workshop stores. Um, yes. So big, big shout out to Steve at the Tacoma Place GW Shop Warhammer Shop. He's a he's a Cool dude, if you're in the area, go go support him and Doug at Terracrux. But uh, I just hope you're a V Steven, Steve. You better be. Oh, is he? The I V is the V is for victory. Is. Oh, if he, he is, is, then he is he is welcome. If he's yeah. a PH Steven, <laughs> we're only we only get together when we when we fight Stephens. So, um, but like, uh, no, that's that's great. Like, we're we're super fortunate here. Like the last three guys, uh, the last three people who who who've been the the Games Workshop manager um are awesome like they're all great great guys it's like you know ryan andrew uh, andy the guy before him and, and like they were all they're all super welcoming and very inclusive and uh ryan's amazing like you know it's a really he's a really uh really good dude really yeah sounds like steve you know like just really knowledgeable very cool so we're lucky because i i've heard some stories <laughs> about yeah, some places i'm like yeah uh-huh. But uh, anyway, enough, enough bitching about the website. Yes, uh, yes. Legions is almost here. I'm still excited despite my my crappy experience buying this stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to building a whole bunch of tiny stuff. And, you know, it, it got me to dig out um, the pile of Titanicus terrain spurs that I've been sitting on. Uh, my buddy Justin had given me a bunch of stuff. I got some stuff as gifts. Um, nice. And it had been sitting on a shelf downstairs, and I have cracked it open to build tons and tons of scatter terrain uh, that will be used in Legions Imperialis and, uh, and Titanicus. So that's been fun as hell. Nice. Those kits are fun to build. Like building those little yeah. tiny, like um, you know, freight containers and, and piles of drums and you know, um, all that like silos, all that good stuff. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Right? Well, you feel you feel so accomplished after doing it too, right? Because like, you're building this like because I've built some Adeptus Titanicus but terrain, and I'm like, look at all this stuff, and it's really just tiny stuff, but it feels much more like I've accomplished more when I build it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this battle. No, it's, it's cool. Um, yeah. I, I got that those the uh, Manufactorum plastic kit. Uh, kit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, I, I love that it gives you a pile of tiny little like oil drums, and you know I've I, I glued like a couple stacks of them, and like that's the kind of stuff that really brings a table to life. Yes, yes. It's uh, right? like it has no real bearing on the game. You know, nobody's in a game that's kind nobody's getting covered behind the the pile of oil drums, right? But like it makes it look like a real place. Well, it's 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 all about immersion, right? Like, yeah. if it looks super cool and immersive, then you're you're going to be way more invested in the game. It's, if you're using like you know this uh, platform, this mobile phone is a platform. It's you know this Drixoral, uh spray is a tower. You're like, okay, yeah. Which, by the way, I'm going to do that. I'm going to turn a Drixoral yeah. bottle into it, but I'm going to paint it and it'll look cool. Sure. But I, I think, um, you know, even when you have, like, a nice table full of, like, the big buildings and stuff, it's those little yeah. tiny flourishes that really make it feel like a, like a lived-in place. Yes, very much so. And, um, 
whether it's tiny oil drums or even like little bricks, like walls, what's left of them that wouldn't really provide anything in the way of cover. Yeah. Especially they help give you scale too, right? Yes. Yes. Like they, scale. they really install the scale, uh, which is funny because they're, they're they're wildly out of scale. Like you know, I'm, I'm looking at these um, these oil drums, and like you know, they're oil drums that if they were real, they'd be you know six feet high. Hey man, it's 40k. Everything's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> everything's bigger, man. Like it's like uh, that's a, that's an epic epic scale. Uh, uh-huh. oil drum. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's been fun. So tonight I'm gonna be working on uh, on more of that when I finish up here. Uh, nice. And then I got I got my set of tiles coming, so and I've got a ton of buildings already done for Titanicus, so I should be able a pretty good looking um, Legion's table going in short order once that stuff gets here in a few weeks. Well, at least you got the tiles coming. Yeah, I mean that's the part that was stressing me out the most because like you know when the Zone Mortalis tiles came up for Necromunda, it took me like eighteen months to get a set of everything I needed to run a full table because uh-huh. they 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 kept coming into stock, selling out immediately, and then being out of stock for six months, um, and they're they're finally easier to get now. But I was not. I was really hoping to avoid anything like that. So I'm, I'm assuming they show up because you know, I don't have them in hand yet. Um, but assuming they get here, that's like you know, all, all the plastic kits and stuff. Those are going to be available, you know, very soon if they are sold out places. And I'll be able to get them here and there or through online stores and such. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have those 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 tiles sorted out at least, and the, and the cards because the cards will go out of print immediately. Um, so I'm glad uh, Lars got yeah. me inside of those, which is sweet. But, that's uh, a good dude. He is a good dude. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, you know, I'm doing my best to stay excited, not read the epic uh, Facebook groups, which are, you know, just the wailing and gnashing of teeth for reasons, I guess, they enjoy. I, I, I don't belong to one of those. I think I get enough from the old world group. Oof. Yeah, well, we can talk about that in a little bit, too. But... Damn. Well, I was going to say, there are, there are some groups that are exemplary. Hmm. Speaking of new things, you got something. What's something that? Ex- something exemplary. Oh, yeah. I, I'd like to talk a little more about legions first for a few more minutes. But that's cool. But you'll Fine. Into, uh... Fine. Oh, I thought we were okay. Yeah, let's talk more about legions. Legions of else. Absolutely. Oh, I'm just you know I'm, I'm just excited to see you know they they showed off the the battle report on Warhammer Plus, which was pretty fun to watch. Um, it's actually a little faster paced than I, I was expecting. Um, yeah. So I think it looks good. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Like it's it's like I I think I've been aside from like like rule stuff and by the way, sorry for cutting you off there. Like I thought you were tired. Oh, no, good. <laughs> um I, except for aside from like, you know, like looking up like what rules and in, in, in what they're gonna be doing, I, I kind of like I just wanna be surprised by some of it, like when it comes out. Yeah. Like, you know, I wanna just really, you know that, that's that's what I want for Christmas kind of thing. And um um yeah, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. It looks like it's going to be a pretty pretty cool game. So yeah, uh, I'm definitely excited. I got all my my Titans ready for it. Um, you know, I'm hoping by the time we record this next episode, I'll, I'll have painted some of the uh, the sprues. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely good. Um, I was going somewhere with all this. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm yeah. like you. I'm kind of reserving reading too many reviews or anything. Um, I, I like to actually like open a book and experience it. Yeah. Um, and I th- I think the way. The way review stuff gets done these days is so comprehensive that, like, it kind of sucks the joy of discovery out of a lot of game books for me. So I, you know, um, I understand that some people appreciate that sort of, you know, information going in. Um, yeah. But, you know, unless I think the game might be bad, <laughs> like, you know, if I'm already on the fence about a product, right, then I'll, I'll read reviews a little more thoroughly. But, like, I actually don't want to read a whole breakdown of everything. I want to 
Because, because also, I think part of the problem is people have, they have to rephrase everything. So you end up getting these sort of strangely worded like sentence descriptions of rules and such that don't actually make a lot yep. of sense, and then you have to read the book anyway to get it. So I'm like, I'll just, I'll just get right to it. Like I don't. I don't well, that's those nitty gritties from in, in a game of telephone. Well, that's what I, I tend to do is like I'll watch like a in-depth YouTube video on it by one of those amazing creators who decide to break down the rules after I get it. Yeah. Um, oh, I do the I, same I, thing. Yeah. God bless them. Right. Like. Yeah, it, 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 like I, I think it might have to do like our our perspective on it might have to do with the fact that we're older, and in the old days you'd read like a magazine and it would have like a capsule review of a new game and you go, oh that sounds sick, I'm gonna get that, and it wouldn't be a full breakdown. Maybe you'd get like a two page spread on it. Um, even White Dwarf back in the old days, you wouldn't get too much on it, and you would just be like, oh that looks neat. Um, like I don't know if I would have gotten to like Dark Future if I had to read an entire if I got an entire review that detailed it all. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm glad I got it, but um, but like it's one of those things where yeah, I just like I like the, the discovery of it, soaking it in, sitting on the throne, reading the book, um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I am definitely looking forward to cracking open the, the box set and you know reading it to play myself. You know, I, I want some previews. Like I like the stuff. You know, I, I like reading like. A little more than a capsule review. Like I like the stuff. The, I like the way Warhammer uh, community teases a lot of the information. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, when yeah. the embargo's up, you know, I, I do like I, I the Goonhammer like stuff, right? For example, you know, they're going to produce really. I, I'm looking forward to reading those after I've read the book. Yeah. Um. And you know, I, I also feel like you know, if the game is going to be really terrible, it's coming out. I'm going to hear about it before then anyway, so I, I don't feel like I'm like risking my money really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you know, it, it's 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 there. But I'm looking forward to you know kind of going into it without you know too much foreknowledge. But that's a couple weeks away, so assuming I get my box set, and there aren't any uh, you know, just delivery or production issues at this point, but I, I think we're probably pretty safe. Yeah, I can see myself getting it around Christmas time or something like that, or early January. Yeah, I'm not in a huge so, rush. I, I want to check it out, but like, sure. it's it's uh, yeah, no, I'm looking looking forward to it though. Yeah, actually, uh, I'm I'm still plugging away at the Horus Heresy novels. Um, I'm up to book. I just started Ruin Storm. Okay. Um, but the previous book I read was Talarn, um, which I didn't really know much about going into, and I was not super excited about it because like it's all it's Iron Warriors heavy, and I generally find the Iron Warriors pretty dull. Um, I haven't I haven't loved much of the stuff I've read about them in the previous Heresy novels, and I ended up really liking um, Talarn, which is cool because it's, it's all tank warfare, and it kind of was it, yeah. it felt very thematic for getting into Legions of Imperialis at the same time. So that was kind of fun. It was like you know all these big tank battles and titans and so forth, and it, it felt very epic. Um, and it was actually it was very well written. I was actually surprised at how much I enjoyed it. No, I like I, I really liked the, uh, the background of Tolar, and it's obviously inspired by the North African campaigns of World War II, um, uh, and they have a very similar backstory of Krie- as Krieg. You know, they're all nuked to shit, and um, I, I, I had a bunch of I used to have like a Tolar guard regiment. Yeah, because uh, no one used to want to play them, right? Like I could always sure. get them really cheap. And I really like the way they look. I really love that whole desert raider, mm-hmm. um, that that kind of um, uh, Arabian in space kind of thing. I yeah. thought it was really cool. Um, and and for some reason they weren't very popular around the turn of the century. So, um, and and yeah. So I, and they have tanks and they like I mean, that's how they spun them to make them more appealing because they have all these lead minis or pewter minis they need to, to unload on people. Right. And no one was buying them because they had a 
certain foreign look to them, I guess. And that, that, that got that got in the way of America. Fuck yeah. So um, I, I actually knew people back then that wouldn't play them because they look like that. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Oh my me? god. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, this is like the the 9/11 world, right? So Ugh. you know, like, but I thought they were cool. Ugh. Yeah, it was really tough to get an Al Qadim game going. I'm telling you, and yeah. it was like not to make light of all that, but like it was a weird time, kids. It was a weird time, and 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 so people were very I, stupid. Yes, indeed, and and but the, I love to like you know the Talarn, like and the fact that they are all in Lehman Russes running around, they're in tanks and Bane blades and all kinds of shit. And I'm like, oh man, this is badass. So I I I would hope like I know Legions of Paralysis is 30k. But it would be super cool if they did it for 40k and had Talarn, like, or if there were conversions or prints or something like that. that sure. Because then I got to get tons of them. The Talarn book was great. It was it's a, it's a few short stories in a novella, all by I think John French, um, Ironclad's oh, novella, which was quite good. Um, and actually, it's it's funny I actually introduced who what may be my favorite character in the entire Heresy series I've read so far, um, who is actually a Venus assassin, um, mm. and she is great. She's uh, one of the main character perspectives in the in the novella. Her name is uh, Ayeo, and uh, the stuff with her was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it because it's like they're like the cyberpunk assassin, uh, Clade. Um, so she's like, I don't know. I, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody we've been reading, but she, she's a really interesting character. And, you know, she's she's a lunatic because uh, you know she's an imperial assassin, um, and you know, kind of her her shtick is that you know she's been on detached duty. So, like, instead of being on a specific mission, she's been empowered to just go find her own missions for a while. Um, and because of that, she's kind of losing her mind. Uh, and she's a, she, I think she was a really fascinating character, very, very well written, very interesting. Um, a lot of good scenes and had a very, very satisfying uh, uh, end to her story. Is that is that from Ruinstorm as well? or No, that, that's that's in Talarn. Oh, that's in, in Talarn. Okay. I... Yeah, that's an Ironclad. Ironclad. Okay, I'm gonna, for some reason, I'm like, is that, is it like, I'm like, wait, 30k, 40k? Okay. I'm actually no, right now as I'm. Well, Talarn is heresy. Talarn is is the Iron Warriors nuking. Nuking Talarn, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It, it's it's the Talarn origin story, basically. Um. So uh, yeah, this 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 she's she's already there on the planet when all of this goes down, doing some other stuff and like. There it is, Talarn Ironclad. Oh, I'm just looking at picking it up because so, I've read it and. Yeah, all, all four of the stories that were pretty fun, but Ironclad was very good. Um, they're all. Siren was good too. Um, very, very bleak Warhammer stuff. Um, but it was cool. Oh, I, it was a lot, of, a lot of good action. One of, one of my one of the better books I've read in the series. I think. For, I guess people didn't like it because the author had at some point say, been in a, I don't know, it's like a, some kind of convention um, panel and talked about the ten million battle tank for ten million tank battle of Talarn, mm-hmm. and people really focused on that. And then he was like, "Well, I'm going to write a bunch of character driven stuff." and I guess a certain segment of loud Warhammer fans were like, well, "Where are my ten million tanks?" They were, the were they like, were they like, "Kursk is, you've done it, you, you, I Kursk you." Um, yeah, I, I, that's my terrible pun. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. So, so they wanted a ten million tank battle, and they didn't get that. That's well, I mean, it's there. It's just you know, what is there to write about an actual ten million tank battle? You know, you're, you're going to follow some commanders around. That's an actual story instead. Um, exactly. I thought, yeah. I thought it was very good. I was I was very pleased. I didn't really have any. I didn't know any of this going in, and the there's an afterword by the author who kind of like addresses this and is like, yeah, people, this is this is the story I gave you, and here's why. And it's just people didn't seem to like it, but uh, too bad. 
No, I'm, 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 I'm going to get this. I, I have to finish. Uh, I was rereading um, the uh, Night Lord's Omnibus. And I'm almost done. And this, yeah, this looks really good. This is uh, the Iron Yeah, Iron I, Iron I recommend it. It's a good one. That and uh, The Master of Mankind, which I read relatively recently, was also very good. Nice. I do like the yeah. I, I do like the heresy books because you can kind of jump into them. You don't really need to like it. for a long time. I wouldn't read them because I was fifteen books behind, and I was like, "Fuck that! I don't want to catch up." That's mostly true. I think there were a few exceptions to that, but yeah, um, they're pretty easy to jump into. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's it. I, hopefully, you know, we'll have a lot more to talk about Legions Imperialis next month in December when the game will actually be out. Absolutely. Um, so in the meantime, you had something you wanted to talk about or ask me about, I guess. Oh, yes. the uh, I was trying to set it up before, but I realized we weren't done talking about Legions of Perialis for some reason because I'm, I don't know, I had a stroke, I guess. And, um, but uh, the Exemplary Battles, um, you got it. Yeah. I don't got it. Like, uh, tell me about it. What? what uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, no, no big surprises. It's the, you know, it's the second supplement for this edition of Heresy. Um, mm-hmm. And it basically collects those PDF uh, exemplary battles I've been doing on uh, Warhammer Community for a couple years now. Some yeah. of them had not been done for this edition, so they're, they've been revamped for that. Um, and I think it added at least one new one. And then, of course, it's also where the rules for uh, Demon Prince Fulgrim and playing Corrupted Emperor's Children rules are. So uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so some new stuff in there in case you have all the other... All the the PDFs, the PDF stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm happy to have the book too because I, I, I like to actually read books. Um, I spend enough of my life staring at screens, and I'm I'm happy to not do that. Um, yeah, and it's cool because you know each 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 of those exemplary battles, you've got some interesting scenarios, um, and then you have a new unit um, that can be sort of kit bashed uh, for each for each of the represented armies. And I think almost all cases, armies that haven't gotten a whole lot of love yet this edition, like, you know, um, Ultramarines, they got their Devastator Squad, which are pretty cool. Uh, you know, there's an Iron Warriors uh, unit, Salamanders, etc. So uh, I think it's, I don't know, it's a cool little supplement. I like to see more of this kind of stuff. Um, you know, it lets them flesh out legions without having to, like, commit to, like, new product lines, which is fun, because I think kit batching is a big part of uh, Boris Heresy, too. Um, yes. As far as the actual, like, viability of the rules, I don't know. I don't play any of these legions. Um... The, I, I can't, you know, I, I've skimmed it. I haven't played with any of this material, so I don't really have many, many opinions there. It looks fun and thematic, which is ultimately the more important part for me anyway. Um, you know, for me, it's a successful book because, you know, anytime I look at this, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not really into salamanders, but it might be cool to do some salamanders to have some of these guys in, right? So mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. Um, and uh, the Fulgrim stuff looks awesome. Yeah, like, do they, do they flesh him out even more? I mean, I know he's been pretty fleshed out. Um, well, it's it's the new Fulgrim model, the giant demon prince. Yeah, 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 and they got all the rules for him and everything like that in there. Yeah. So his his rules are all in there. He looks like a monster, um, and then of course uh, it has uh, new right of wars to be used for corrupted uh, emperor's children who have you know they you can they they can get stupefied and stuff to like get bonuses to resist wounds, but they can't move as fast, things like that. So it's pretty cool. I don't know. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. just wondering if they bring anything else to the table lore wise, or is it just just rules. For, uh, oh no! I mean, there's, there's, there's uh, it's it's mostly rules, but you know, it introduces the demon primarch rules, um, and then you know, there's probably maybe altogether a couple pages of, of not really. It, it's it's pretty rules focused. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's 
You get the Corrupted Rite of War, Brotherhood of the Phoenix, which are uh, it's basically uh, Commander Adelon and Captain Lucius, um, and like kind of their their retinues. Um, you've got to have Fulgrim transfigured in both of these Corrupted Rites of War. The other one is Children of the Maraviglia, uh, which kind of gets all those guys stubborn and. Uh, it's kind of a fun idea in that it, it has a role called the stages set, uh, where you, you have to you have to basically you have to put Fulgrim transfigured into reserves to get the full effects of the the right of war, and then you pick a turn on which he'll show up and tell your opponent. So it's kind of like Fulgrim doesn't show up until he's ready to like to make his his entrance. Right. He's um, but when he does, you can place him anywhere with six inches of any Emperor's children uh, heretic on the board. So like yeah, your opponent knows when he's gonna show up. And you're gonna have you can't have him show up before turn two, but when he shows up, you get to put him you know pretty much anywhere you want if you can get your units there. So it's kind of fun. Nice. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of you know overblown and dramatic, which is fun. Uh, which is very Fulgrim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so I know it looks cool. You know, I could definitely see that that Fulgrim model is beautiful. Um, yeah. I've seen a few people put it together now. I, I guess the resin they used for it is, uh, actually has a little bit of give to it, so it's not as fragile as uh, everybody sort of expected it to be. Hmm. Actually, they've actually brought the resin up to uh, higher standards. Yeah, I, I think they kind of had to for that model. I mean, it, it, it's, it would just be brittle if they were producing it with, the, producing with the, the, the resin they've been using for the last decade or so. But uh, I don't know, pretty cool. I mean, I'm not going to jump into a Fulgrim army or anything, but like I want to paint that at some point. Well, it looks it looks like in with like th like obviously thirty k Fulgrim, but like forty k seems like like Fulgrim maybe coming back. It looks like they're prepping for Emperor's Children. Oh, I'm stuff. sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, the, there's a rumor that the end of the end of tenth edition is going to be like a, a big revamp of uh, Emperor's Children uh, with a new line like they've done for uh, World Bear Word Eaters. World I can never get those two. World Word. <laughs> World eaters, yeah. How about the world bearers? Oh, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> but like, I, I will say, it, 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 I, I'm glad to see the 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 Slanishi guys, you know, getting getting some exposure. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think about like just as an aside, um, them not nerfing rules wise, but sort of nerfing the uh, what lies beneath the trench coat for for uh, say the Emperor's Children and other horrifying cultists of Slanish? I, I think it's fine. I mean, like honestly, I don't object to like weird sex stuff in horror and fantasy and sci-fi. Right? Like Clive Barker is one of my favorite authors ever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I like that stuff. Um, I've never thought that that was particularly the most interesting thing about Slanish. Um, there are other vices, pretty, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think like Slanish is the it's he, you know it's the god of of excess, right? Yes, um, and obsession and compulsion, and I think that's a lot more interesting than the the very surface level kind of juvenile like sex crime Slanishy. Like there's just there's nothing fun or interesting about that to me. Um, you know, and like in the fiction, yeah, could could a, could a good horror writer produce a good piece of fiction about that? Absolutely, right? Oh man, um, can you imagine if they hired Clive Barker to write a Slanishy? Uh... Like an Emperor's Children book, yeah. Oh, God, that'd be fucking crazy. But no, no, I, I agree with you completely. Like that's actually, but, but, you know, but again, that's also actually interesting in in in, in 40k for me, right? Or Warhammer in general. Like I, I've, yeah. I've never been like, boy, I, I love Warhammer. I sure wish there were some sex crimes here. <laughs> like that's that's what's you know that's the thing that attracted me to Warhammer was all the yeah all the sex crimes. Yeah. Like 
Um, back back in the back in the uh, like the 80s and early 90s like you would have people show up like to play tournaments with like you look at the battle standards and they're all phallics and you're like hot oh, jesus and you know like i'm like that, is that necessary i don't know like you know you do you kind of thing but you don't like you're saying you don't need sex crime <laughs> slenny you should just you don't need that you know you don't need that yeah and, and like like again like it's not because i'm a prude right like i think i think kingdom death is great right kingdom death is is pretty explicit when it comes to a lot of stuff like that right yes. um but you know i i, I it, it's like people who are like who want to have star wars be as grim as warhammer right and like it, it shouldn't be star wars is you know inherently a lighter um story and setting and yeah I, yep. I don't so you know i don't care if they if they soften that stuff with with uh slanish and, and again i also think that the idea that they're going to soften it is kind of ridiculous because it's not exactly like they've been particularly explicit about it anyway I, I think a lot of the things you hear people complaining about, like, oh, we're going to lose all of this edginess from Slanish, like, they haven't really published anything like that, right? Like, it's it's all in your imagination. No, oh. like, the worst they did was, like, worst, and I just use that term loosely, is, like, the demonettes from the late 80s with, like, oh, my gosh, there's a, a boob hanging out. But, like, it, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it, it was, but it was, like, it was never explicitly um, uh, sexual assaulty either like they didn't put right. any stories or anything like that so yeah and which I, I was cool know, with I was like all right cool <laughs> like i don't yeah, want to I, I, yeah. i'm just not concerned about it and like you know yeah. i would love to see new emperor's children army if they do it for 40k there's a good chance i'll pick some up because i think it'd be really fun um to see you know noise marines and all that stuff made it like you know with the, with the skill level that they can produce kits these days so you know I, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for it um and i'm just i'm just not very concerned about them like you know dumbing slanish down like because it wasn't it's not really clever in the first place and they can lean and they can lean into other other stuff that i i think is cooler more fucked up like say you know what if your pleasure is cannibalizing people what if your pleasure is drugs like the noise marines i think are really they, i mean when they came out yeah. they were considered corny but i was like these are great because they're that's their pleasure you know and it's like what is your pleasure uh, I, I think Hellraiser is a really good like touchstone forum because Hellraiser is not all about sex. It's it, it's it's just you know. And I'm sorry if I made anybody listening uncomfortable. I was just curious what Simon's take was, which is very similar to my take. Um, I am a prude, but like it, it's it's, but in this sense, um, I do agree with that because I, I do think like they're cool looking, you know, like the Emperor's Children, and I like purple a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do Emperor's Children for Legion's Imperialis, right? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, I got, I got my turbo door paints all picked out for it and everything. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's like you know, like I always liked them as when I did like little like war bands back in the day. I'd always I like the Emperor, I like the Noise Marines quite a bit actually. They were yeah, my favorite. I I, I um, I've always wanted to kit bash one with a synthesizer or a keytar. That would be like awesome. Yeah. But, no, yeah. Just curious. Um, yeah, well, that's that's my take. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, That's uh, but yeah, Exemplary Battle is a pretty cool book. Looking forward to seeing more stuff like that. Um, you know, I think Siege of Cthonia is a more exciting book because mm -hmm. it was it was all new stuff, right? But uh, I'd like to see more like this, so definitely excited yeah. to see it. Well, like we talked about Siege of Cthonia, and my favorite thing about it, because I was reading through it again recently, my favorite thing about it, it's it's about a battle that no one, it doesn't matter, right? Like, it, it, and then when I it's when I read so futile, and when I read history, I love reading about stuff that just it's like a side thing. It's still important or it has importance, 
but you don't like you know like no one talks about the siege of malta very much but it's a very right. important thing i have a whole i have like three books on it and like yeah who talks about that and and other other historical events that occurred there's multitudes that no one really thinks about that either changed history or had no impact on history uh either way they're interesting to read about and siege of Chthonia kind of falls for me into that category it's um, like the invasion of crete or you know like there there's so many different like things that like you know um like that, that were or 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 um reading about um actions after wars ended you know like hey the war of 1812 the last battle the battle of new orleans took place after the war ended right um, you know like that's that that's always very interesting because it didn't matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean no, it didn't matter yeah I'm Go glad ahead. to see that kind of stuff being published for heresy um, because it, it really it those kind of lesser battles are what give you the the verisimilitude that make the setting seem real right exactly if, exactly. if, if every if every campaign or battle is you know world shaking of, of critical importance then then kind of none of them are right right um, right and you know by, by having stuff like that it makes the big stuff more important yes. It, it does. It, it does. Like it's it's because nothing during a heresy is inconsequential, and just, just think about all the different like what I guess what we're playing usually are like all the battles and things that occurred that no one really cares about. They're not the big ones, but they all matter in some way or another. Yeah, and they all don't matter in the same way. It's uh, sort of like the futility of war. It's actually pretty. The, that's why I like the horror. Yeah, I'm... Like, yeah, it's. Absolutely right. Like so, so many of these things have, have have bleak, miserable endings that, that accomplish very little. Um, yeah, much like real wars. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's great. You know, I, I think you know I love Warhammer and 40k and all of that, but I'm you know I, 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 I'm very uh, I would say I'm a pacifist, but I'm very much against you know war in general um, for almost any reason. So you know, I, I, it's it's nice to sort of see these products not glorifying war, at least yeah. if you read between the lines, right? So yeah, I. Cool. I, I I, I agree. I think as a, as somebody who went to school for history, I, I actually I'm I'm shocked by historians who are warmongers. I never understood that because how could you study all this and go, oh yeah, that sounds like a fun idea. Let's yeah. just do that. And and uh, I I come from a military family. Hell, I joined the military um, when I was young, uh, but diabetes got me out of it, um, which pissed me off at the time. But as I got older, um, I just realized like you know I'm not I, like I you know. I have the utmost respect for anybody that decides to commit their lives to the ser service. However, I also am very anti-war, very, um, you know, not quite a pacifist, but I'd rather use pacifist measures to get most things. You, you don't like the whole inner conflict of humankind and wanting to basically destroy themselves is fascinating. Um, and definitely speaks to my existential nihilism. However, I don't want the world to consume itself. You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird dichotomy. I get it. But like, it's, yeah, I agree. It's, uh, and Warhammer is like, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's fantasy. It's a cartoon. It's not real. If that shit was real, we wouldn't be playing miniatures games of it. We'd all be dead. So right. like anybody, anybody who's like, man, I want to live in this world. I really would, like, psychiatric help would be useful at that point. Yeah. So. I'm sure someone out there is like that, but probably, but uh, yeah, so that kind of brings us to uh, I'll get really sick about exemplary battles. You know, when I play with some of the material, mm -hmm. um, I'll maybe I'll have more to talk about. But at this time, I just think it's a cool book. Um, it's good imagination fodder. 
and that's why I buy game books at, at the end of the day for the most part. So, so one one question about that, or one other question: um, Is there anything aside from the Fulgrim stuff? Is there anything that really stood out to you in the book? Like, yeah, I uh, I really quite like the um, Ultramarines unit. Uh, oh, Ultramarines. Yeah, they have. It's the um, the section on them is all about Kalth, um, the underground war. Right. Right. Uh, so the main unit sort of featured in the fiction of this is uh, the Nemesis Destroyer Squad, who are, you know, ultramarines with, you know, war crime weapons. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're all in black, but they've got the, you know, the blue shoulder pads and stuff, and they've, they've got special bolt guns that are really pretty rough, the Mortifier Balter, which is... Oh, those are so um, cool. It's really quite... It's, it's just fun, right? Um, and I'm Don't like... like oh, fire, like, sable rounds or something like that? Like, they're... Uh, like, let's see, the Mortifier Balter. Here we go. The primary individual armament of the Nemesis Destroyers was superficially identical to the Tigris, Umbra, and Phobos pattern balters that were in widespread use at the time of the Horus Heresy. Internally, however, Legion Artificers reworked the ammunition feed systems and firing mechanisms allowing the weapon to fire experimental but volatile and often unstable rounds at a reduced velocity. This ammunition was far from standardized, using payloads of chem agents and toxins concocted to inflict unimaginable pain as it rapidly adapted to the genetic structure of its target, unraveled it at a molecular level, and rendered it to a gray slurry of base matter. It is reported these weapons were a further continuation of the development of toxifarin munitions started by the, the Death Guard Legion during the Great Crusade. There are, however, no extant records that chart how the Ultramarines Legion armorers came to devise the resulting technology, and Imperial inquiries on the matter have been silenced by the highest authorities of the Crag in Terra. Fantastic. So ba basically, yeah, like they're not a sable round, they're a hollow point full of horror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's I love it. I love it. Yeah, so the st they're 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 down to 18 inch range from 24 on a bolter. They're strength four, AP five, assault two, which is pretty awesome, and they have the harrower ability, which is new. Harrower: any unit from which models removed as a casualty during the shooting phase as a result of a wound inflicted by a weapon with a special rule must take a morale check as if they had suffered 25 percent casualty. So you're automatically inflicting morale checks on anybody you pull a single dude with. So they're pretty good for slaughtering. Um, you know, big units of, uh, of tacticals. Heresy players. Do you like bolters? Yeah. <laughs> you like melty guns? Do you wish your bolter was a melty gun and also a vortex grenade? Well, you're in luck. <laughs> so oh. like, damn. But yeah, it's fun. It looks like the unit, they can take some like Volkites and stuff on a limited basis as well. Unless you can cover cool. some exotic weaponry in there. I think it'd be fun thing to do a little, uh, little ultramarines, uh, detachment at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I got to be really fun to do like kill team with horse heresy, right? Like, um, cause I would like just get 10 of those guys and I'm like, be happy as, as a pig and shit. I would be like, man, I, I don't even like the ultramarines, but they always try to make them cool. And this works. This makes, this is like how you sell me on ultramarines. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're like, you know, they're in the tunnels fighting the, the word bearers after, you know, Kalth has been decimated. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's fun stuff. That is fun stuff, actually. So I like I like what they've done with the Ultramarines over the years and made them actually interesting, which is yeah, as they should be. So unlike the Iron Warriors, which I, I find interesting, but you you do not. So it's like, which I don't blame <laughs> you. They they don't they're, they're they're very grim and and stuff like that. So again, though, I, I like them in Talarn. I thought they you know they they gave them some character. Perturabo was less. Um, dumb than I find him in the past. So, you know, it's it's because it's, you know, it's them. They've been, they've been in the Eye of Terror for a while um, after Fulgrim betrayed them and right. they've come out with, you know, some some new ideas. And uh, that made them a lot more interesting to me than I'd found them previously. 
Well, that's good. That's good. Now, he's got to work on the Iron Hands. So, who should be one of the more interesting legions slash chapters, but... Yeah, they're okay. Um, Come on, they're, they're, they're like cyber, they're, they're, they're cyberpunk marines. Come on, they gotta be cool. Yeah, and like, you know, they, they're, they're, they're totally hopeless and they're mad about their primer getting his head cut off. I'm like, I don't know, I, I, I always want more from them and I, I end up, they, they always feel a little flat for me. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like one of the coolest concepts. Basically, like you you want guys that are a bunch of half Terminator, and I don't mean dreadnought armor. I mean tactical dreadnought armor. I mean like Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator, and, and like you know they got like all these like bionic limbs or Adeptus Mechanicus meets Marines. Like that's a big sell for me. I'm like ooh, like I like all those machine parts and stuff. I wanted ninjas and super spies, my my space Marines, and I, like I, all the lore on them is like. Eh. Yeah, there's like there's like cooler chapters no one has heard of or cares about like the Death Specters, and who are kind of like cool, not cool, kind of like cool, cool Ghoul Stars, cool, not cool, Fimir, not cool. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and but I, I do I do dig them because they're interesting and, and fucked up. But like yeah, the Iron Iron Hands. And the... I I really want to like the Iron Hands, but they I, yeah. I, they just haven't resonated with me yet. Um, but maybe they will one of these days. Yeah, yeah. I just think I, 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 I'm not gonna tell GW what to do. You know, like who am I to set, tell them what to do? But I'm like, maybe focus on them before the Red Corsairs. What, what? They've done Red Corsairs is amazing. I love the Red Corsairs, but like, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's like uh, you, you, you just think with like, you know, like, hey, would you like some Space Marines with a bionic leg and bionic arms and bionic eyes? And usually the answer to that should be yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please give me my. Please give me my electronic body music marines and uh, industrial marines and and <laughs> I used to I used to I used to get them like the the metal the metal ones uh, the pewter ones and they were cool. Um, They've never made a cyber goth marine though, have they? A cyber goth marine. Well, that would be a night lord with bionics, right? Yeah, but 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 like, what about like the furry leg warmers? Oh, cyber goth. Oh, you mean like with the pony falls and the. And they're yeah, all, they're all dancing <laughs> to like BNV Nation. Yeah. Victory, not vengeance. So they'd be swords. more like vengeance, not victory. Swords through the battle yeah. power source. And I carry my power sword through the battlefield. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you could have like special ones that go off on their own. And you call them Ronins. Oh, man. And the ones that are all like machine parts, they're Sim Ronins. This is all some deep industrial scene jokes here for you, anybody that's a goth. <laughs> but like. But like you know, we'll publish um, a guide to Steve's industrial jokes. Steve's in, Steve's industrial Warhammer jokes. Yeah, <laughs> six people, and but like yeah, I, I think that would be um, pretty fun. And um, uh, but yeah, the pony falls and the leg warmers. Mm-hmm. Those, those uh, that was a weird era of goth too, and, and, and the gas masks. So they're kind of like yeah. Krieg Marine, My Little Pony mashups for people who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, dancing to heavy beat, heavy beat evil techno music. There you go. And um, what's that? It's Pong. Yeah, yeah. Just look up the Pong video by the band Eisenfunk, and you'll know what I'm talking about. That's a great track. It's a great, great track, and you'll see what I mean, just encapsulated as a song in a video. And it's about the it's about the video game Pong. You'll love it, and it's got a big beat. You can dance to it, and you can also punch in the air to it. It's fantastic. And then just imagine that with the Space Marine, and you're good. You're good to go. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. You're welcome. Glad, <laughs> glad service. Good talk. Yeah. Um, but I think moving along from exemplary battles, yes. uh, yes. I think we're going to give you a 
chance to talk about something that you've been wanting to talk about, which is not Horus Heresy at all, but of nope. course is the imminent return of Warhammer the Old World. Eee! So excited. Um, yeah. Like, thank you for, this is like becoming a feature on the show is like Steve geeks out about the Old Warhammer World Steve. Yeah. and our Horus Heresy podcast. Um, well, like, they, they just shown the combat phases and rules and I dig him um, from what I understand. I think we talked about this before, but there's like a one dude or one person, maybe a tiny team that's doing the old world's rules. It's a it's very part of the specialist, uh, specialist games team. Yeah. And I, and I think that's good because like, you know, designing games by committee can often not work well, especially something like this. Um, I, I, I really like um, what I saw. I actually have it up here, you know, like ranks and, I'm not going to get too much into detail, but it's on the Warhammer community. They break down the uh, combat. They have, of course, a, ma a, a, a weapon skill matrix to hit chart. Um, you go over and they're showing everybody the rules finally. They break it down to choose and fight, calculate result, break test, and a pursuit. Um, and those are, um, that's the game rounds. Those are the four simple steps. I dig it. I dig it because I think a lot of people were expecting Warhammer Fantasy Battle Part Not Part Eight, Part Nine, mm -hmm. Part Eight and Nine, and and instead we're getting a more what looks to be a more refined version of Warhammer Fantasy Battle, like the, all the best bits with some yeah. newish stuff. Kind it's not that, un, it, yeah, it's not that unfamiliar if you played Fantasy Battle. Like sure. it, it's it's not, and um, it, it's. My my hope, it, my 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 major hope is that there will be a rule set for smaller, like skirmish, old world, which is essentially Mordheim. If they can do that, and I will, then I can just die. I'll be happy. And, yeah. <laughs> sorry, kids. You guys are almost adults. Don't worry about me. I'm happy now. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. It's um, because combat. I mean, it works similar to 40k and Horus Heresy. Um, but you're talking about mass troop combats and in, in ranks. And so it works like um, late medieval, early Renaissance mm -hmm. combat. And it's a real mishmash, right? It's like everything from like the high middle ages to the 30 years war all smashed right. together. So 200 years or more. And, and um, magic, I was a little worried about, but it seems like it's cool. Like they're, um, for instance, uh, magics like like for instance in the combat phase, wizards can use assailment spells, uh, like while units are fighting behind a barricade or wall, benefit from extra it's, protection. It seems very similar to what they've done with the psychic phase in Heresy, right? Where like there's no longer a phase; it's just you know it, certain characters will have powers that they can use during certain phases and at certain times. And I mean, I prefer it that way, honestly. Uh, I, I I actually like Heresy Second Edition over Warhammer Tenth so far, forty k Tenth so far. I mean. Yeah. I haven't played a lot of 40k 10th, but I, I, I like the heresy rules a bit better. I don't know. Like, like I'm not a rules nerd. Like, I'll, I, like, I just, like, if that works. I mean, hell, I played I played Rollmaster, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for for role-playing games and, and, and he, uh -huh. the, hero, the hero system. And if you can get through that, like, I used to call Rollmaster Chartmaster and Rulesmaster. If you can get through all that shit and still enjoy yourself, then... Or, or Riddle of Steel... Oof, that that rule system really i never played that one. Oh man dude oh dude um but like it's just basically like did you ever want to have like realistic sword combat in your games where every aspect of your movement with the sword is 
calculated. It's one of those things that sounds really cool when you're when you're twelve. Yeah, yeah. Or or do you, did you do you ever want to play the game Hackmaster? But like like God. before fourth edition, before fifth edition Hackmaster, like like the first edition, which they called fourth edition Hackmaster, where you uh, where where it was a parody of second edition and first edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. It was just nothing but rules and charts. I, I actually yeah. I did a Hackmaster campaign. Eventually, we just started streamlining it to have fun because it's not fun. Sure. It was designed not to be fun. It was intentional. So, yeah, I don't want that in my my war games, but I don't want it too simple either. I don't know. It's a I'm a rogue trader sure. guy. I like the I like a little bit of complexity, but yeah, I yeah. like be able to just fuck that aside. And it seems like the old world is similar as a similar spirit. Like they they want you get they want you get your armies out there and have fun, but there's rules, you know, like and there's stuff, and you know that, that, that I dig that. So I'm very excited about so that. On the whole, you're feeling good about about old world. I, I am. Um, I don't know how good one could feel about Old World to a point. Like for like by that I mean, it, they're bringing back War and Fantasy Battle, right? they're setting it 300 years before End Times, which is cool because I hate the End Times. I hate it. I hate uh-huh. it. I don't hate it as much as my younger son does. He really hates it. Like he doesn't even want to talk about it. Yeah, because um, he read the books and he was like, ugh, ugh. It almost right. turned him off. Of, it almost turned him off of Warhammer completely. Wow, that's like forty k and everything. It almost ruined yeah, yeah. everything for him. Uh, yeah, so um, not a fan of the end times, um, and super glad that Creative Assembly made the Total Warhammer games, which gave us the old world. Like very excited about that. Um, I just want to play Warhammer Fantasy, man. Like that's like sure. my, my first love. Uh, so, what, yeah. what, what army will you be playing when it comes out? Because it sounds like it's going to be maybe quarter one of 2024, so just a couple months away. Yeah, I, I know. I know. It's sooner than we... Uh, well, I thought it would be a little sooner. I was, remember I was like, I was hoping it would be like November this year. And you're like, no, no, no. It'd be like 20... Like, I think you said like it'd be like a year and a half out or something like that. Looks like it's somewhere in the middle, which is cool. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, maybe you're like... Maybe I, you're I don't remember. But... I, 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 but like... Um, I'm I'm super stoked. I'm I am trying to figure out whether or not I want to be Beastmen because I love Beastmen. I love them. I have all of the there's not many by the way of the 40k Beastmen um, that came out back in the old days, which were painted up by a buddy of mine locally, which is really nice of him. And uh, like the original 40k Beastmen with the chainsword and the plasma pistol that uh, his name Gorn Halfhorn is based on from Necromunda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to like those on my Imperial Army, and I would I would used to kit bash beastmen, yeah, like uh, plastic and, and metal beastmen, into with las guns and auto guns and bolters back in the old days because you could put those in the Imperial Army, and you could do that in Horse Heresy, by the way. You can do we that again, yeah, with the, uh, the militia rules. Yes, I wish they were better because I love beastmen, but like I don't know, just something about beastmen, fucking love them. And so um, for old yeah, world beastmen, beastmen, or or I also want to do Sterling. So I'm a massive Sterling fanboy. I have a Sterling T-shirt. I have a Sterling mini poster on my wall. I have a Sterling pin on my jacket. I'm all I'm all in on Sterling. So my favorite Elector province. That would be an Empire army, correct? That'd be Empire, yeah. Uh, Empire, gotcha. sort of like uh, just one step up or half step up from Sylvanian or Bretonian peasants. So it's going to be down to Beastmen, uh, maybe a Beastman Mus- Musulan Musion combo 
right? Musion's my mm-hmm. other favorite thing in, in, in Warhammer fantasy, which is uh, Bretonia, but evil. Right. Um, or it would be Sterling, um, Sterling troops. I don't know. Like that's that's the thing. Is like I got an empire them. army, but themed around Sterling. Themed around Sterling, which are green and yellow, and they're very grim. They're all uh, more is their patron god, um, who's the god of death. Yeah, because they they border uh, Sylvania is technically a part of Sterling, not according oh, to Sylvanians. Okay. So they fight. They're like the front line against the vampire count. And gotcha. so they're super grim. They're very like, you know, it's they're basically it's like it's like it's like medieval Romania, Bulgaria, uh, East Germany, Eastern Germany, like real Poland, like real like Sterland is just grim. And I love them. I love Sterland. I love them. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm God, I sound really wishy washy. I'm like, no, I want this army and then I want this army and I want this army. But um, so it's either Beastman, Sterling. So I would probably combine Beastman with Musion if I can. Um, although I don't know if they're doing rules for Musion, but I really love the Dark Grail guys. So nice. Um, I don't know if how familiar with Musion you are, but or Musion. You told me about it. So yeah, I, I have pretty limited fantasy battle experience. I played a little bit in the '90s, um, yeah. but I just I never really got together to play them. But I would really like to do a classic dwarf army, you know, with uh, oh yeah. I was going to ask you what you want to do. And... Yeah, it, you know, it's definitely going to be dwarves. Um, you know, I love to play some sl- paint some slayers and stuff. Um, I like all their. I like those goofy old kind of round dwarves they did back then. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of characters, so it won't. I don't think I've got the bandwidth to get into it at launch. Um, so I've just got too much stuff between Epic and forty k and thirty k, and of course my English Civil War stuff. Um, but I think probably sometime next year I might start dipping my toe into uh, into some dwarves for uh, for fantasy battles so that'll be fun nice which is why i mean like you can always play mordheim it's still you know an active community and yeah i mean my, my clubs playing they got like six six guys playing right now and it's it's their their tables are awesome yeah yeah because more mordheim it's a role-playing game as well right like it's a you have you have a war band it's fucking great it's like hero quest on steroids and i i i just I, I, I don't know if you can tell, dear listeners, but I'm a bit ADHD, and, um, and by that I mean a lot, and so I can't commit. I can't commit to any army. Like, I can't be, like, when I see people like, I have 4,000 Imperial Fists. Like, they have, like, a 40,000-point Imperial Fist army. I'm like, holy shit, how did you focus on that? I can't. I can't focus on that. So building an army is tough for me. I tend to, like, build bands, right? So... I might do like a Sterling army, but I, I might have a Beastman uh, Mordheim group, you know, like that, that, and that will allow me to sleep at night and, and stuff. So, um, would you ever consider Chaos Dwarves? Yeah, Chaos Dwarves can be fun. I always kind of like them. I like kind the of funny a, hat. Yeah, me too. Um, somewhat limited range, but some of that stuff Forge World did for the Chaos Dwarves like 10 years mm. ago. They yeah. had some pretty cool kits for that, so... Yeah, I could see doing Chaos Wars. I, I think I, I can see doing both. Actually, I think it'd be kind of fun to have uh, to have both of them. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, a a classic good guy dwarf army is probably in my future for for fantasy battle at some point in the next year or two. You can't um, go wrong with that. Like, yeah, like, like especially with the slayers. I mean, it's probably almost from the early days the the, the, the troll slayer and thus giant slayers and demons, yeah. etc. They're so iconic. To, yep. Like someone's like like I mean I mean yes Warhammer Fantasy is a lift of a bunch of stuff like 
the Beastmen of the Brew from RuneQuest. That's they just were repurposing the miniatures they did for them. A variety, and then Ratman Were Rats became Skaven. Um, so there's a lot of repurposed material. Although the Skaven are really cool as a race because they're not Were Rats. And then you have like, but but someone's like, what if a dwarf with a giant axe was a punk rocker? And it's the most genius idea, perhaps ever. Like we're talking more genius than sliced bread or the moon landing. We're mm-hmm. talking, or the faking of the moon landing if you're one of those sorts, um, which I don't believe. By the way, there was <laughs> a moon landing. But like, but my point is that like you know someone's like which Let's moon go- though? Which moon? Which moon? I know. Yeah. Right? What was it? Was it Vulcan? Um, so, or Nemesis? So like, um, making a dwarf have covered in tattoos and an orange mohawk and i saw that on the, the cover of warhammer fantasy roleplay in uh early 1987 and i had i had to get it i had i had i had it was a, i had to get it and it, i had to play it i had to play this game I had, I had to know and that's that's what that dwarf is what drew drew me into warhammer yeah forever i've been locked ever since i've been like one of their whales ever since you know like just a lifelong commitment to a, a company, like a slave, like a corporate slave. And, and so, yeah, yeah. Like I just, so yeah, I, I can, I can totally get why you'd want to be dwarves and, and everything else the dwarves do. They have like tanks, land, like the land ships, they have these they have like steam tanks. They've got, you know, firearms up the wazoo and axes and hammers and they're fucking cool. Yeah, no, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to yeah. a chance to get it. it was, when I was like 13, 14, I was like, oh, I'd really love to do like a dwarf army. But, you know, I was 13 and 14, just didn't have it in me to like get that kind of thing done back then. Or the yeah. money. Um, and now I, well, I don't have the money for it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Old World's looking cool to me. You know, I'm not I'm not following as closely as you are, but uh, it, looks, it looks promising. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. It's like I, I always recommend like if someone's like interested listening and interested in that like there there is an old world community on on Facebook and it's very active um most of the people are nice okay I'm not, I'm not talking shit about them or anything like that there's just a lot of complaining and people I was really sad a post was deleted because someone's like how about all those Warhammer boomers and I wrote I wrote a hello in basic like hello Warhammer boomers in basic uh-huh uh, language on there <laughs> like and then the post got the lead i was like sad because uh-huh. I, I thought that was very clever of me to do a uh, very gen x clever thing and, <laughs> and and but like you know um but that's what i guess we are warhammer boomers right like, whatever that means but like it, it, it's it, there's so there's a little bit of that going on but if you can get past all that shit it's actually pretty informative and you got a lot of like people talking about the game i, I mean I, th- I think those communities it, it, they're in a similar place to epic right now where the game has been um, player-supported for a number of years. Yes. And because of that, a certain segment of those players are feeling kind of threatened that Games Workshop is, you know, taking the reins back from them. And yeah, they have a sense of ownership or agency. Yeah, and I, I get it. You know, they've been they've been keeping the torch lit for the last, you know, for Epic, you know, better part of 30 or 20 years at this point, um, for Fantasy Battle, like, 10. Um, mm-hmm. So I get... I, I understand the motivation there, but, like... It's gonna take a minute for those dudes to kind of make peace with the fact that they don't run the show anymore. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I I get it because Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay was like abandoned for years, yeah. and then Hogshead did some stuff. They licensed out the Hogshead, uh, 
James is a real hero for, for putting all that stuff out. And we got some good books from them, like Soul Down the River and stuff like that, the Marienburg book. But like, you know, for years and in Warpstone magazine, which was an independent magazine, not affiliated with Games Workshop, doing Warmer Fantasy Roleplay. I have a lot of the issues. It was amazing. And then second edition comes out, right? And that was developed by Green Ronin, Chris Premis, woo, Chris, and, um, and his team. And then Black Industries took over and then Fantasy Flight. Like, like it was a whole like nightmare. And second edition was cool, but there's a lot of kvetching back then about like, this wasn't the game I wanted because they moved the timeline forward and, and stuff like that. And that was, that was in Fantasy Roleplay, which is a tiny sliver of people that play miniatures war games. And, and so I, I get it. You have the sense of like ownership. You've been doing your own thing. You've been following all this third party stuff and, you know, reading BBSs and message boards back in the day. And so if you've been keeping this Warhammer fantasy battle torch alive for the last, what, 10 years? Yeah. It's been 10 years since they destroyed it. Right. Um, Eight, I think, but yeah, close to. Yeah. Like, like yeah, Eight, I, I get nine. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, ownership people, it'll it'll all settle down. Um, you know, it's just that's the way of it. If you play with other people's intellectual properties, they're not yours. Yeah, nerds, man, nerds. And yeah. like, it's it's cool though. I mean, I, I hey, you can't fault them for being passionate, right? Like, oh, for sure. I think it's great. I mean, a lot of those people are the ones who've been keeping the keeping it going for a long time, and that's that's cool. Um, they just need to, you know, maybe be a little bit less bitter about the fact that they're not actually the game designers of the new edition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One of the things I learned, especially like over the years, especially running a game store or owning a game store for a few years, is that while I'll, I'll when I mock nerds, it's playful. Like I really deeply respect people's passion, right? Like that's just so no one gets me or, or you wrong, right? Like, um, you know, we'll, we'll, I might make a cynical comment here and there, but ultimately, the passion is is very important. And it's really good to see. Like at least they're they're fervently. Like they're like they might look like a mad flagellant online, but thank God someone is because sure. Thanks Sigmar because holy shit because there's no if if, if old rules coming out and no one was saying anything that would be a very bad sign. It'd be uh, not a twin-tailed comet for sure. And, Absolutely. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, thanks for letting me talk about. Uh, yeah, man, for sure. World, man, like that's fuck. I love I love a world, but yeah, it, it's coming. It's coming. Age of the Three Emperors, man. It's going to be awesome. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll maybe, maybe we'll do an old world podcast when the time comes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hijack this entire podcast. Oh, fine. But I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I, I was thinking I was going to talk about um, the heresy event I'm planning for my my gaming club yeah. in a couple weeks. But actually, it was probably better just talk about that after the fact because that's going to be shortly before uh, we record our next episode. So I think maybe I'll, I'll hang on to that. To yeah. Yeah. Post some pictures of it and, you know, do a little retrospective on it. It'll be the second time I've, I've done that for my club. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's like, and also this is a little teaser for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I, uh, I put a little work into, like, kind of coming up with some background for it and who's going to be playing what and what the teams are and pick some scenarios out. I, put, I actually picked one of the scenarios from um, Exemplary Battles. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to have uh, two, four of us will be playing... Um, Normal, like standard heresy, we did one versus one games. I'm gonna be playing. Um, my buddy Matt and his Ultramarines are gonna be playing. My buddy Ron with his Emperor's Children, and I will be playing my Sons of Horus versus my buddy Marky and his Iron Hands. And then we're gonna have a simultaneous. We're also gonna have a four-player 
1,500 points per player uh, Zone Mortalis game going on. Uh, that's going nice. to be Space Wolves and... Um, who Space Wolves and... What is the other guy playing? Who is all playing? I'm losing my mind now. Space Wolves and Raven Guard versus Death Guard and Thousand Suns. Ooh! Ooh, that's going to be a fun slugfest, man. Yeah, so uh, that should be pretty cool, but uh, probably better to talk about that when it's actually happened, so... Yeah, can you can you uh, say what scenario you're going to play? Like the one the, the, the one you were talking about, or or you want to save that? Uh, yeah, so the Zomortalis guys, they're going to be playing... Um, sector, oh, is it Sector Control? No, uh, hang on one second, I'll tell you. Mm-mm. You might want to fix this in editing. I gotta look it up real quick. What's that? You might want to po- fix this in post. I gotta look it up real quick. Oh, that's okay. I'll uh, be like, I'll just. That way, we don't get sued. Okay, um, so the, Z- the Zomortalis game is going to be Strategium Assault, uh, which is one of the okay. standard Zomortalis missions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's going to see the uh, the Raven Guard and Space Wolves raiding a an orbital platform controlled by the Death Guard and Thousand Suns. Uh, and then the rest of us will be playing 3,500 point games um, using the Age of Darkness mission, The Bloodied Path from Exemplary Battles. Oh, man, that's awesome. So kind of a, a breakthrough landing thing. And uh, makes me wish I lived in the area. Sometimes, like, I don't I don't always miss that area, but I'm like, man, if I was in the area, I'd come play. Yeah, so uh, we, well, just like last year, we're going to have a, ga- a day of uh, of sort of like campaign games like this where everybody will play one game um and then depending on who wins they're going to get some benefits from their for their some minor benefits for their side traders loyalists and uh that benefit will be applied in a mega battle we'll play later this winter oh nice yeah so we did we did basically something very similar last year where you know we had a, a day of gaming and then we played a mega battle um that i think was twelve thousand points aside and we, we played that over a two-day weekend Oh, nice! That's fantastic. Like the, like the whole two days, like the whole. Uh, it was about eight hours the first day, about six the second. Nice. Yeah, that's we a played. Lot of, that's a lot of gaming. We played three rounds day one, and then the last two rounds on day two. Nice. That, that's um, we're um, speaking of gaming. There's going to be an event going on here on December third, like a tabletop war gaming event. Which I'll be filming. Well, my production partner will be filming and I'm helping out with. And uh, I'll be talking about that as well. Like, you'll talk about that stuff, like that, that event you guys are doing, which is really cool. And I'll chat a little bit about what I went through. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, maybe and... this is a, maybe a decent place to wrap it up. We have a, we, we yeah. kind of did mail call at the very last minute, so we only have a handful of questions. Maybe we'll save them for next one. We'll do an extended mail call. And we'll, we promise we will call you all further in advance than about three hours before we record well can we can we uh can we uh cover one question yes absolutely it, it was the it's a very serious question i think many people have asked this um and who was it that asked this the uh the jla question that was justin everman so justin asked uh justice league versus the ultramarines who wins and um I don't know, Simon, what do you think? What's your... Well, he also says we have to give... Please give st- uh, statistical details. Oh, yeah, and please give statistical details. Yes. So, uh, Ultramarines or the Justice League. So, I, I guess, you know, we can kind of toss this back to Justin. Like, which Justice League? Um, well, for... I, I would say... Um, and he, he's 
Justin's welcome to uh, correct us. We can do a follow-up, but I would say classic Justice League that everyone thinks about. So like the so like film. cartoon Justice League? Cartoon film. So basically, so we got Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Cyborg. Uh, I mean, it's Teen Titan, but he does join the Justice League. And we could do, and then you got some like uh, JSA, uh, like Hawkman. But let's just say those five. And then other Justice League members like Hawkman, Robin slash Nightwing. Um, not even really much of a DC guy. I know all this stuff. Yeah, me either. I'm 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 I'm, I'm at sea on this. It kind of crams. It kind of it's just kind of crammed into my brain. Um, there and, and Martian Manhunter is another one. Um, Green Lantern is another one as well. So those are your your main those kinds of characters are your Justice League, and then you got the Ultramarines. I assume it would be. I mean, should I just go ahead and just like give my idea on that, or yeah, yeah, man, do it. I, go so, for it. so the Ultramarines like would need numbers because, well, Aquaman and Cyborg, they're dead. Like they're they're Bolter Chum. They're they're, they're Bolter Chum off right up. There's, there's no fucking way. Either one are military. They don't understand tactics or strategy, um, uh, and they're just fucked. they're done. Like, like they get taken out right away by the Ultramarines, unless they're protected by the more powerful members of the Justice League. Batman has a bit of a chance because he's a talented thinker, um, but Batman is also a bolter child. He's wearing a back suit or something. Batman is really smart, but the smartest person in Justice League. One of them anyway. But he's fucked. He's going to one Batman, like, yeah, he could probably take on the Space Marine who's wielding a chainsaw. Batman's taking on the Predator. He's taking on Alien. Gilliman in the mix. He's, just, he's an ultramarine. He is. He is. Or just an ultramarine captain. Like, or a dreadnought. Like, Superman could get worn down. Like, imagine everyone else in ultramarines fighting him essentially doomsday <laughs> against Superman. It's possible. Like, like first of all, they gotta, they, gotta, they gotta cut through Superman's skin. Good luck with him. Oh, and the Flash. Don't forget the Flash. Holy shit. How can I forget the Flash? Don't forget the Flash. 